Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake. Me, Jimmy. Me, Ollie. Me, Bob. And me, other Ollie. Welcome to the third Peony 20 question quiz cast. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the last two and without going on too much, I'll hand you over to Jimmy, the quiz master. Good mate. Yeah, good. Surviving. Too bad. We're surviving, all right. We're Just about. Good. I'm used to it now. Yeah, sort of getting into a routine again. So yeah, not bad. How glad are they? Are you that you left your flat, Ali? Uh, um, I think I'm. Well, I'm thinking of going back like next week. So. Ah, fair enough. I don't think any 22 year old should live with them for more than a couple of weeks. Controversial statement in that, mate, given our listeners. But um, yeah, we'll fire away then. We'll, we'll crack on. So um, yeah, four rounds again this this week. Um, so this week's rounds, we've got uh, where in the world as the first one. This season's squad is round two. Who am I? Uh, the loans this this week, and then um, the final round is championship managers. So uh, a bit of a spread this week. Cool. 20 questions. Any questions before we start? Nope. Um, nope. Yeah, can I just go and grab my brew off the side? I forgot it. Preparation, lads. Preparation. What do we think of this news about Premier League? I don't think it's going to start, you know. I don't. I'm getting pissed off with all the rumours that I'm seeing now. I just can't see football happening. Anytime what, what, what's the latest now? They reckon um, there's going to be clubs that are going to refuse to do this neutral ground piece. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think Brighton have already opposed it, haven't they? Yeah, Brighton and West Ham. I can't, no, I can't see it restarting, to be honest. West, West Ham really don't want this season to finish. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because they're, they're screwed though on the pitch, aren't they? I mean, they've yeah. up form under Moyes, but I just don't understand why you wouldn't want to complete the season. If you, if you can do it safely, then do it. We're not. Go- oh well, I say we're not going to finish, but I think they're going to do this playoff piece. I reckon that's going to go. I reckon that will happen. The rest of the league will get scrapped, and it's just going to be the playoffs. It's, it's going to be. Does that not mean though that they have to relegate three Premier League teams? No, they're talking about a, an expanded season next, an expanded league next season, aren't they? I just don't get how all that will work with like TV rights and stuff. Same money, just distributed amongst more teams. I suspect. Yeah, they'll still so be nice. So each team gets less money. The prep. Yeah. I just can't see teams either that, that or the the they decide to redistribute it properly. So if you've just come up, you don't get the hundred and ninety odd million, and they they do away with parachute payments or they mm. make parachute payments smaller. No, I just can't see. I just can't see it. 
Well, they say like one one leg playoff games as well, so it'd just be one leg at a neutral ground and then straight yeah, to the final. I think yeah. that'd suit us more, I think, than any other team. Yeah. Well, I think shit hours going up, though. I fans just doing Fulham, though, over one leg. Same. Well, we did them at home, didn't we? What was that? Uh, 2-1. I wouldn't fancy us going to Craven Cottage in a second leg if it was in a playoff. No, two that's legs. What I mean. But in a one-off, I'd fancy us. Yeah, I fancy us one-off against Forest as well. Against yeah. any of the teams, I reckon. It's just a ninety-minute game, and at the end of the day, but, yeah, yeah, that's all it is, isn't it? Did you um, hear Peter on Five Live? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thought he came across really well. Yeah, I, I just read. I just read. Spot on. Yeah, I just read all the comments and. People who commented haven't listened to what he said. It was just a lot of bit, like a lot, a lot of bitter Leeds fans just saying, he yeah. has, how, "How can he talk? He has no idea about finances." That's all it was. Yeah. I, th- I didn't think he actually said anything that was wrong. So yeah, he was spot on. It's like the Alex Neil thing last week, and oh my That's, god, yeah. what he said ridiculous. was spot on. Yeah. All the headlines were just trying to get Leeds fans riled up, and they were just like, outrageous, weren't they? It was unbelievable. But it's the papers trying to just get a clip bit of clip yeah, isn't it? 100%. Like, yeah, because they've not had it for weeks. Yeah, the one yeah. at the Coventry Telegraph was like, why press in a demanding Coventry game? <laughs> like, what? Right then. So, uh, right, let's crack on with the quiz then. So, yeah, um, right, round one is where in the world? So, in this round, I'll give you half a point for the club and half a point for the name of the ground. Oh, jeez. So... Question one, where did Jermaine Bedford and Owen Doyle both get sent off for fighting each other? Oh, shit, bad. This is not a good start. So you want, so you want the club where it happened on the, on the ground? Correct. Okay. Ground name. Yeah. I can see it as well. Well, you obviously can't. <laughs> well, I can't. I just can't think what it's called. You don't know what it's called? Can't remember. Good hell. <clears throat> Question two. Where was the famous splash picture of Sir Tom Finney? So at what ground did that happen? Do we get bonus points for the year? No. Okay. Question three. Where was Simon Grayson's last game in charge of Preston? Uh, Question four. The Gentry returned in March 2005 following a fan revival after the death of John Tracy, who was a member of the original Gentry in the 1970s. But at which ground did the Gentry return? This could be a, a horrendous round for me. Ooh. No. And final question, question five. At which ground did Graham Wester lose his job in 2013? You say it's half a ground for the half a point for the club, half a point for the ground. Correct. Oh, I don't know what this ground's called. Come back to me that one. 
a bit of a tough first round this week. Round two for this season's squad. So question six, who has won the most aerial battles this season for Preston? Question seven. Who is our longest serving player in our current squad? Longest, longest serving being the longest as a professional. As a professional? Yeah, in our squad. So, so for example, there might be a player that joined when he was eight years old. However, oh, right. professional since he's 17, 18, whatever it is. So, do you mean who has consistently played for us? Or like... Yeah, so who is our longest serving player in our current squad? So who's been with us the longest? As a professional, not as a UC player. Uh, question eight. Who's received the most yellow cards this season? Uh, question nine. Who has played the most minutes for the club this season? That does include cup games. And then question 10, who has had the most shots this season? Not necessarily on target. I think I sent a stat about that one. Well, I've got something written down for everyone in that round, so that's good. <laughs> that was a bit easier, that one. So... Round three, who am I round? This is going to be a fun one this week. So all these players have played for Preston on loan. So question 11, this player was signed by Craig Brown on loan in 2004. A Scotland international, he scored his only goal for Preston in a 1-0 win against Bradford City. He made 26 appearances for his country and he is now the Scotland under-21 manager. No, not a clue. When you said he scored his only goal, I was waiting for you to say Bradford. <laughs> what? Have you got like, do you, do you insert something in your head, like a like a USB stick and just memorise everything? It's mental. I know. <clears throat> Enviable in this situation. <laughs> uh, question 12. So this player has played for 10 clubs across the UK and has had three spells at Deepdale, with the last spell being on loan in 2002, where he scored one goal in five games. Say that again. Yeah. So this former player has played for 10 clubs across the UK. He's had three spells at Deepdale, 
with the last spell being on loan in 2002, where he scored one goal in five games. Hmm. Not com- Not confident. Question 13. This Hungarian loanee scored twice in five games in 2008, including a goal against Burnley whilst wearing orange boots. Know exactly who this is. The game, the goal that he scored against Burnley was at home, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. Because I remember people sat around me and the Finney were more concerned about the fact that he was wearing orange boots, which sums people up in the Finney. Yeah. Question 14. This current Norwegian international earned the accolade of being the thousandth player to play for Preston North End in a 2 0 home defeat to Doncaster Rovers in August 2010. Good player. Yeah, he's done all right. Player. Ten years ago, bloody hell. Yeah. yeah. And then question 15. This former Scotland international has had a combined seven loan spells at four different clubs. Stoke City, Plymouth Argyle, Sheffield United and Preston North End. And he still plays for one of those clubs. Can you say the clubs again? Stoke, PNE, Plymouth. And Sheffield United. That's a former Scotland international has had a combined seven loan spells at four different clubs. Stoke City, Plymouth Argyle, Sheffield United and Preston North End. And he still plays for one of those clubs. Hmm. Mm, tough one, that. Cool, and round four. So, championship managers. Graham Jones left Luton last week as they couldn't afford to pay his wages during the lockdown. But where was his previous coaching position? Some puzzle looks on this one. I think I've I think I've, I think got, I've got this one. Feeling quite confident about that one actually. Have we spoke right. about it? Have we spoke about it, Jake? No, I said Graham Jones instead of Nathan Jones on the last quiz and you just ripped the shit out of me for it. <laughs> <laughs> Question seventeen. Normal behaviour, really. Well, isn't it? That's fair. <laughs> Question 17. In contention for manager of the year this year is Nottingham Forest manager Sabri Lamucci or Lamucci. I said that right. Yeah. Um, but where was he manager at before arriving at the city ground? Oh, bollocks.
Section 18. Ollie's favourite Jones, Nathan Jones, was sat by Stoke in November. But who did he replace as Stoke manager earlier that year? I feel like I've got this one wrong. I feel like it's not as obvious as I think it is. Of a quiz, mate. <clears throat> Question 19 Can you name the current Barnsley manager? Yes, I can. Thank you, under the car. Yeah. Because <laughs> they had the question the other night, and I was like, oh shit, who is it? Oh. Didn't know, I've not watched it yet. What was that? They did that uh, under the caution friends on Wednesday night. Oh, did they have one last night as well? Yeah, that was a time. quiz last night. Uh, and then, last question for this week. Um, what nationality is West Brom manager Slavon Bilic? I almost wrote Scottish then. So I thought you said West Ham. I was like... That's not David Moyes. That isn't David. Well, West Ham manager is David Moyes, but yeah, 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 I got to just get it ass over. Take it in my head. <clears throat> cool. Any questions you want me to go back over before we uh, have a quick break? Can we have number uh, thirteen again, please? Question thirteen. Yeah. Um, this Hungarian loanee scored twice in five games in two thousand and eight. Including a, including a goal whilst a goal against Burnley whilst wearing orange boots. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Could we also have fifteen, please, Jimmy? Yeah. Um, so this former Scotland international has had a combined seven loan spells at four different clubs: Stoke City, Plymouth Argyle, Sheffield United, and Preston North End. And he currently still plays for one of those clubs. Cheers. That is on a permanent basis, his current club. Any other questions you want me to go over? Number 11. Um, num- yeah, go on, sorry. Number 11 is signed by Craig Brown on loan in 2004. This Scotland international scored his only goal for Preston in a 1-0 win against Bradford City and made 26 appearances for his country. He is now the Scotland under-21 manager. i put a big fat cross in that because I haven't got a clue. Jimmy, for number 16, Yeah, can you just repeat the actual question? Yeah. Graham Jones left Luton last week as they couldn't afford to pay his wages during the lockdown. But where was his previous coaching position? Right, OK. Like directly okay. before? Yeah. OK. <clears throat> Any more for any more before we uh, sit, get a brew break? No, I think that's me done. Yeah, no, I'm good. Cool. Right, see you in part two. Cool, yeah. Cheers, mate. Thank you.
Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. Um, in this part, we're going to surprisingly go through the answers. Um, so, yeah, over to you, Jimmy. <laughs> cool. Happy days. Um, right. So, question. we'll do the same order as, as usual. So, um, Jake, Ollie Gorn, Bob, and then Ollie does in terms of answers. So, um, in round one, um, it's half a point for the club, half a point for the name of the ground. So, question one. Where did Jermaine Bedford and Owen Doyle both get sent off for fighting each other? Not a clue. I've got a big fat cross in that one. Cool. I've Ollie. got Sheffield Wednesday FC, Hillsborough. Correct. Bob? Sheffield Wednesday and Hillsborough. Ollie? Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, Hillsborough. Correct. Ah, Two-one defeat, if I remember rightly, and... <clears throat> on the back of the fines that we gave them both, they refunded everyone the ticket money. Did they? Do you remember Beckford came back from his suspension and then got immediately sent off for kicking Pontus Janssen, Carbon, yeah. one of them? Against Leeds. Right, yeah. in, front of, right in front of the dugouts, weren't it? I think. Did, yeah. did Doyle score in that Chef Wednesday game? Possibly. I think he did, you know. Yeah, because it, it was a celebration, wasn't it, that they started kicking off? Yeah, was it? I thought it was because uh, Beckford didn't, was it Doyle didn't pass to Beckford or the other way around? Because he yeah. didn't pass to him when he was in, yeah, in on goal, yeah, yeah. they like but, kicked off. But what, yeah. what wasn't, wasn't the one who didn't get the pass in an offside position? I think so, yeah. I think I remember yeah. something some daft. Yeah. So. Cool. Uh, question two. Where was the famous splash picture of Sir Tom Finney? It was at uh, Chelsea's ground, Stamford Bridge. I've got okay. Chelsea Football Club, Stamford Bridge. I just guessed at Bolton, and no idea. Uh, Chelsea Ollie. Stamford Bridge. Correct. Um, question three: Where was Simon Grayson's last game in charge of Preston? It was um, at Molyneux, Wolves' ground. I, I couldn't remember. I went Reading at Football Club, Majeski Stadium. Bob? I went Reading as well at Majeski. I went Wolves, Molyneux. Wolves was that last game of the season? It was, yeah. Um, it was the day Rovers got sent down. No, <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, where was I? We lose 1-0. Yeah, we got the first minute the goal went in. We had an all right day out. It's it, to be fair, as soon as that goal went in, it was a nothing game after that. But it was um it was an all right day out actually on the bus. So, um, was Red in the season before? I, I thought I thought Red in as well. I, maybe that was the season I think that might have been the season after. I, mean, I remember it being late on recently. Yeah, not quite. I remember Redding being the first game of a season, but I don't remember it being a last. No, I don't know. D- DJ scored like a last minute winner there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's like a really that, late game in the season, but I can't remember when. That was on um, that was yesterday, weren't it, or something like that, <laughs> or a couple of days ago? Yeah, the, um, it must have been last weekend of a season, then, if it were. Yeah, like, I think it, well, it might have been twenty sixteen. Yeah. Cool. Um, what ground did the Gentry return in two thousand and five? No idea. I can't remember. I've gone QPR Loftus Road. I've gone QPR Loftus Road. QPR off this road. Correct. Oh, I, uh, I nearly put Watford because of the Nugent uh, ball heart, but I was like, I'm pretty sure it came back before that. 
Yeah. Um, Lucchetti and Nugent scored at QPR. I think it was Nugent's first goal. Um, at what ground did Graham Wesley lose his job in 2013? Hewish Park, Yeovil Football Club. Hewish Park, Yeovil. Hewish Football Club. Hewish Park, Yeovil. Yeah, Yeovil, Hewish Park. Yeah, that's correct. Love uh, making sure that he's getting everything in. Yeovil Town Football Club. <laughs> well, we're not Preston nor Football Club, are we? I just remember the carpet at Hewish Park. I, I just remember the picture with um, Peter Ridsdale on the phone. Yeah. Was he on the staircase or something? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Right, so um, scores on the door. So, um, Ollie Doors has got five. Ollie sure. Goodall's got four. And Bob and Jake have got three. So, it's a good start, actually, this week. Quite happy with that. Yeah, better. Um, probably going to get better after this one. So, round two, this season's squad. Who won the most aerial battles this season? Um, I feel like it was too obvious, but I've said Patrick Bauer. I've got Patrick Ollie? Bauer. Yeah. I've got I've got Patrick Bauer. Uh, yeah, I've got Patrick Bauer. Yeah, 206 he's won this season. Uh, next nearest is about 140. I thought it might have been Andrew Hughes. I thought that might have been the, the, the trick mm. thing there, but trick. I went... He, he hasn't, he's had a few injuries, hasn't he, well, Hughes? That was, I mean, that was why, yeah. that was why I went, went Bauer. He's not played as much, has he? I reckon Hughes has probably won a similar percentage or higher. Yeah. Um, Hughes, Hughes has won 150. Good in the air, Hughes. So, um, question seven. Who's our longest serving player in the current squad? Ben Davis. I've gone Ben Davis. I've got, I've got Ben. Oh, sorry. I've got Ben Davis. Uh, I went Paul Huntington. Paul Huntington's correct. May two thousand, May twenty twelve to present. Ben Davis mm-hmm. only signed as a professional the year after. Oh bloody hell! Fuck's sake! So um, yeah, get if we can get Hunt through another season, then um, it'll be Jewish testimonial. Bloody hell! So, oh, they've got to do that, haven't they? Yeah. Who's received Ollie's, the most? staying quiet there. He has got to get a testimonial. There is no question about it. He's got another year left on his contract anyway, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got to get another year after that, I think it is. That'll take oh, right, okay. It's 10 seasons next year, but... I think if we, if, we, if we want to improve, we can't be, we can't be <laughs> extending his contract. <laughs> like we've got to let Tom Clark go as well, I think. Yeah. We'll come on to that in a bit, I think. Because we've, we've got him and Gally, haven't we, out of contract still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who's received the most yellow cards this season to date? Darnell Fisher. Yeah, I've got Fisher. Yeah, I've got Darnell. Yeah, I've also gone for Darnell Alvin. Yeah, <laughs> 11. 11. Pearson's only got... Oh, I say, I say he's only got nine. Oh, but... <laughs> That's... Yeah, better than usual, isn't it? Um, who's played the most minutes for the club this season? Question nine. Declan Rudd. I've gone Declan Rudd as well, but I don't know. Uh, Declan Rudd. Yeah, I went for Rudd. Yeah, um, 3,330 minutes. So, um, I didn't know someone else had played in the Cup more. I didn't, I didn't yeah, it was, your, it was your mention of the Cup games that I was like... Mm. Yeah, I tried to throw you off a little bit, but um, it didn't work, did it? 
Um, who's behind him? Uh, Bauer's next, uh, 2,898. Well, I wouldn't have guessed Bauer. Doesn't go off, though, does he? So, yeah, but he had that spell, didn't he, where he missed a few games. Yeah. Um, played three more games than Ben Davis. That was um, final question for this round. Who has had the most shots this season? Um, Sean Maguire. I've got Maguire. I've got Maguire. Yeah, Sean Maguire. Yeah, 69 shots, but only is it five goals. Yeah, something like that. Four goals, 69 shots. Right, so scores on the doors at the end of that round. So Jake's moved up to seven. Um, Ollie's on eight. Uh, Bob's on seven. And Ollie's on ten. <laughs> this is the fun one. So the who am I round. So <laughs> who was signed by Craig Brown on loan in 2004. He scored his only goal in a 1-0 win against Bradford City and has made 26 appearances for Scotland and is now their under-21 manager. Not a clue. I've not got a clue, but I've gone Brian Stock. Stock, he's Scottish. No, I don't think he's either. I've just had a complete guessing on brooms. I don't think he's Scottish either. No, I don't think he is. <laughs> oh, Go on, Ali, because I know you know it. Scott Gemmell. Correct. No. No idea. Scott Gemmell. Son of Archie Gemmell. Um, question 12. Who was the player who's played for 10 clubs across the UK? Has had three spells at Deepdale, with the last being on loan in 2002, where he scored one goal in five games. This was a guess, Gareth Ainsworth. I've gone Gareth Ainsworth. I had no idea. Uh, Gareth Ainsworth. Yeah, Gareth Ainsworth's right. Yeah. As soon as Ollie opens his mouth, and it's the same as what I've said, I'm like the confidence increases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his, um, his two other spells were put on permanent basis. So he, he had five appearances in 1992 and then 82 appearances between 93 and 95. Um, question 13. Who was the Hungarian loanee who scored twice in five games in 2008, including a goal against Burnley whilst wearing orange boots? It was Tamas Priskin. I've got Tamas Priskin. I've got Tamas Priskin. Riskin. Yeah. Just off. Yeah. Wasn't actually a bad player, was it? I didn't think. I played five games, but yeah, he did but... all right. Quite tall, weren't he? From what mm. I remember. Mm. Quite did, he have a spell at, did he have a spell at Ipswich? Yeah. 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 Um, who's the current Norwegian international who earned the accolade of being the thousandth player to play for Preston North End in a 2-0 home defeat to Doncaster in August 2010? Bollocks. I didn't hear the Norwegian bit. I put Matty James. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not Norwegian. Josh King. Josh King. Yeah, Josh King. Um, And then the last one. So this is a bit of a trick question. So... Who's the former Scotland international who's had a combined seven loan spells at four different clubs and still plays for one of those clubs permanently? No idea. Paul Gallagher. Paul Gallagher. Oh, fucking Paul Gallagher. Paul Gallagher's correct. Yeah. 
I forgot about it. I forgot about it. This is shocking, isn't it? No, it's not bad. So, um, scores on the doors. Ollie Doors has got 15 out of 15 so far. Can we chip him up in the championship, hopefully? Ollie, Gordel's got 12, Bob's got 10, and Jake's got 9. Oh, it's going to be tight. It's close. <laughs> it's going to be tight. Right, championship managers. So, um, Graham Jones left Luton last week, um, but where was his previous coaching position before joining Luton? It was at Luton Town. I've gone West Brom. I've gone Lincoln. I have West Brom. Yeah, it was West Brom. He was number two to Darren Moore. Fuck, I thought he was like youth or something at Luton, a youth coach. He, he, followed, he followed Roberto Martinez around, didn't he? And then he went to West Brom when Darren Moore went there. Yeah, but um, that's the reason Darren Moore got sacked. What, what do you mean? Well, it's one of the reasons Darren Moore got sacked because he wouldn't get rid of um, Graham Jones because oh, right. it got it got announced that Graham Jones was joining Luton the following year. Yeah, and from what I gather, West Brom wanted rid of Graham Jones straight away. Yeah, uh, but Darren Moore wouldn't get rid of him. So Darren Moore lost his job as well. But yeah, sacked them both. So, um, in contention for manager of the year this year is Nottingham Forest manager Sadri Lamauchi. But where was he manager at before joining uh, Nottingham Forest? He was the manager of Rennes in France. I've got Lille, but I think it's Rennes actually thinking about it. I've gone Rennes. I've gone Rennes. Yeah, it's Rennes. There for two years. Um, Nathan Jones was sacked by Stoke in November, but who did he replace Stoke manager earlier that year? I feel like I've got this wrong, but Gary Rowett? I've gone Gary Rowett. I've gone Gary Rowett. Yeah, I've got Gary Rowett. Yeah, Gary Rowett's correct. Felt, I, I, for some reason, I thought there was someone after Gary Rowett and before Nathan Jones. Yeah, Clearly not. Can you name the current Barnsley manager? Yes, it's Gerhard Struber. I've got the same. I've got the same, Struber. Yeah, Gerhard Struber. Correct. And finally, what nationality is West Brom manager Slavan Bilic? Croatian. 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 Correct. Well done. So, scores on the doors. We've got high scores everywhere this week, so that means I've got to make it harder next week. <laughs> so, um, we've got our first 20 out of 20 in Ollie. Well played. Delighted. Uh, Ollie Gordel, six, yeah, 16. Bob got 14. And Jake got 13. Shit the bed. Oh, <laughs> close. <laughs> I'm off the bottom. <laughs> He's got his wooden spoon back. So, um, so that's quiz cast number three. Um, I need to make them harder, quite clearly. Um, but yeah, leave us, um, send us a tweet, let us know how you got on and um, we'll get another one out to you in the next week or so. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Cheers, mate. Brilliant. So, um, I don't know if you want to chat about if anything's going to happen or the stuff that's happened in the past week. I think we, we mentioned a bit before, didn't we, about we can't see it restart. No, I, I, I think like like you like you said before when when I went to get my brew and what I came back to, I, I think it's going to be the the proposed playoffs and then just 
cancel the rest of this, the everything else, basically. I think it'd be typical though, because next season, what if that ended up behind closed doors or something? And then if we, if we got promoted through the playoffs and then we didn't actually get to see us play in the Premier League, imagine that would be typical North End, that. It would be delighted. Everyone buying these ambassador season tickets for the pre-season ticket when we get to the Premier League. It would be about nine games at Deepdale that people would be able to watch. It would just be typical, wouldn't it, really? But I mean... Like, I mean I can't. I, I mean, that the, what they've suggested now. I can't see. I can't see it restarting and playing these final games behind closed doors this season. It just seems unrealistic. So, if it's a, a you know three games for Preston and well, it'd be two games in the playoffs, wouldn't it? One leg and then straight to the final. Or if we get there, um, I mean, that's the only way I can see it happening. This is the thing about the, the the desire from players as well, isn't it? I just don't. You know, you look at the bits like on the Athletic and what Aguero came out with this week, it's... Some What's players Aguero say? What does he say? It's not the BBC, but he said something like it's he wouldn't feel comfortable with his family if he was playing or some, something on those lines. Mm. But he mentioned like family reasons, but I don't know. It's, it's hard to say, isn't it, really? Because we're not in their shoes. I mean, it's bad enough us potentially going back to work next week or the week after. Um, I think everything depends on what Boris says on Thursday, um, mm. because that's going to decide it, really. Yeah, I, I, feel, I, I feel like um, the government are, are maybe rushing things a little bit. It's under a bit of pressure, aren't they? Yeah, because the, the, I know they extended furlough to the end of June, uh, I think, from what the company director where I work said when we had a, a company meeting the other week was that a lot of business owners were complaining that May just was too soon that they wanted to be able to roll people back out of furlough like gradually instead of just mm. everyone back in in one day so I think they extended that to the end of June to, to allow companies to start to to bring people in through May and June. I think as as well, well a lot a, a lot of um, I think a lot more companies stopped working than the government expected so there's quite a few industries that the government wanted to stay working but they actually said no we're gonna you know we're gonna stop because of the risk mm-hmm. so i think it's that the, the government are going to try and trying to start uh encouraging some some of these industries to get back slowly um it's just a it's just all a big trade-off isn't it because the longer we stay in lockdown the the, the economic deaths if you like that will res- uh you know, be a result of lockdown due to like more businesses going under, um, more people falling on, you know, falling to poverty. It's like, it's how long can you leave it before it, it's, you know, we start to see the, you know, the economic, um, prob- like really, really big problems that could come up. Mm. It's funny you mentioned money because that's, that for me is why they need football back because of the money aspect. Because of obviously, if you look at the Premier League, they've already been paid for the majority of the TV money, but there's still some to come in. And if that doesn't come in, then it's just going to create a bit of a black hole in terms of finances. Um, or there might be a rebate that clubs have to pay back or the Premier League has to pay back. So I think that's why they're trying to, especially the Premier League, are trying to force the games to be played because of the finance element. I don't think the EFL... Uh, or as under as much pressure to do it, apart from from the clubs that want to get to the Premier League and um, to the promised land, really. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think want, that's probably why they've still. said, say again, mate. 
League One and League Two is done. They can't afford to restart. No, they need to know sooner, sooner rather than later where they stand, don't they? Yeah, if you look at what Andy Holt said and stuff, it's like they can't they can't afford to play behind closed doors. Mm. You know, I think if they call it a day now, League One and League Two, like they have in the National League, then it's fair enough, really. We're at start of May. There's no prospect of games being played for another month or so. My, my only other, other concern with the latest proposals is um, the teams just outside the playoffs who would have had a chance of getting in. Are there going to be like implications there with like lawsuits and stuff? Because they, won't they just turn around and say, "Well, hang on a minute, we have, we're only one point behind Preston or whatever." If we'd have played those nine games, there's a chance that we could have got in there. So that, that's there's a chance that they wouldn't, and we've all played yeah. the same games. I think if teams had games in hand, then yeah. there might have been more of an issue. But like, because they were saying about points per game for some leagues, but it would it would work out exactly the same for the championship if you did points per game or finished it now. Yeah, if, yeah. They, if they were a point behind us with like a game in hand, then you'd say they'd have a fairly reasonable argument. But I think if you've all played the same amount of games, it sort of weakens the argument a bit, doesn't it? Mm. Isn't that what has happened in Scotland? Is it Partick Thistle that are bottom, but they've got a game in hand over the team? They've yeah. got a game in hand over the team above them, but a point behind them, and they've gone down. They've been relegated. Yeah, I think there's an issue in France as well, in the, but that's more for Champions League football. I, I forgot who it is. There's a t- there's a, I think they've called it, but from the previous round of games, so where everyone had played the same amount of games, but then in the, the round after it's been part played, a team's gone above somebody, and they've not got into the Champions League because of where they've called it. Um, it's like it's just a bit of a. It, to be fair, like the governing bodies are all in a situation where it's never happened before touch but it never happens again and hopefully they're going to have something in the laws and rules going forward that do sort of cover this happening yeah so if you get to if you get past game if you get past 75 percent of the games played so get past game what 31 in the premier league or game 30 in the premier league then that's it you know it can be called it can get called at that point up to up to the mm. previous round of games etc um yeah, it's just. I think what Peter said, like it's not like we've played three, four games. We played thirty-seven. Yeah. So there's got to be. A, they've got to make a decision. Yeah, I think just yeah. on that as well. I think if anyone hasn't listened to it, just go and check out Peter Ridsdale on the. I think it was I'd seen it on Twitter on BBC Radio Five Live's Twitter. Um, yeah. Talks about the the whole situation. Well worth a listen. Uh, I think I've seen quite quite a bit. I know it was sort of mooted early doors, but about wage caps in the leagues, um, I think something like that would massively help should something like this happen again because it would force clubs to, to run within the, more within the means than what they are doing now, especially at our level. Just get players moving abroad. Well, yeah. I, I, that's a good thing, I think, if players do move abroad. Um, no, something that's... Something that's gone massively under the radar last week was the um, the changes for when Brexit happens. So an EU player would be classed as a non-EU player um, going forward. So they've got to hit the work permit criteria. Mm. Um, so like we couldn't get a German second division striker, for example, because he wouldn't get a work permit because of, he's not played enough international games. Would all our so, best football championship players not just move? Probably, but 
it probably puts us in a good position because we've got loads of guys with British passports and can continue to play. You look at a club like Barnsley, for example, that have got a load of Germans and players from abroad. Under these proposals that have gone under the radar, they wouldn't they wouldn't be eligible. I mean, there's already there's already wage caps in leagues one and two. I think League Two is about three grand, and League One about five. Is that- um, yeah, yeah. Because I was listening to I was listening to Kieran Maguire on um, something on on Twitter the other day saying there was already uh, wage caps in leagues one and two. It's just the the championship. Sunderland are definitely paying more than five grand a week, aren't you? That's why I couldn't work it. I might be wrong at five, but he, he said something about those wage caps already in existence. Uh, I don't know how they work though. It's a percentage of turnover. So it's so a bit like Super League where you've got um, you can only spend or rugby in general you can only spend a certain amount of your turnover on wages. Um, in League One and League Two, that's in place, but it's a bit like this um, FFP. People twist it and they can they can manipulate it so they can get round it. Especially with something like Sunderland coming down, then obviously they've probably got a little bit to play with um, because they can't just get it down to I don't know eighty percent or whatever the the rule is it straight away because they've got a lot of guys on big money. Um, and you look at someone like Salford, for example, in League Two, they're out spending everybody, but their income must be high from sponsorship because that's the only way they can get down it, surely, on a, on a gate of, what, 4,000 or whatever they're getting on. Yeah. Yeah, there must be, there'll be little, little ways around it. I mean, I think in, obviously there's going to be difficulties with clubs like Leeds and Derby who will obviously dispute it, but, I mean, for for us especially, it would level the playing field for a lot of clubs. Um, but then, yeah, there's there's problems with players. Then, well, like I guess, like Ollie was saying, a flight of players. But I mean, it could work in our in our favour as well. So it's, I mean, I I'd be in favour of it a wage a wage cap in the championship because uh, it's just. I mean, I know it should be the responsibility of owners to manage their own finances. Like they're businessmen, they should be able to manage how much they, how much money they put on wages. I mean, it, it should, it's partly it is their responsibility. There shouldn't be a wage cap shouldn't be needed. Um, that's the bottom line. But if that's what it's going to take to um, stop, you know, the the big disparity in one division, then if you've got if you bring a wage cap in, though, what do you do with a player who signed? A four-year deal on like forty grand a week. Yeah, so I'm least. just reading on it now. So it's called SM. It's called SCMP, which is Salary Cost Management Protocol. It's only in League One and League Two at the minute, but it should apply for Sunderland straight away, unless they're on. What was the? I've just read something about it. Might be a three-year deal, or if they've come down. Here we go. Um, there's no transitional arrangements in place. Um, However, transitional arrangements are in place whereby clubs are allowed to exclude the wage cost of all players that the club signed pre-September of the relegation season if they were signed on contracts in excess of three seasons. Mm. So if they've signed a three-year contract in the August and they've gone down and they've still got two yeah. years left of the deal, then it, that, that is negated. Yeah. That might be why how Salford have got away with it because they've come up. I don't know if it works that way as well. That could be interesting. Yeah, because obviously they're coming up, they had quite a lot of uh, big wages in the National League as well. It's ridiculous what Salford were play, paying in non-league, um, which is, it, they, they went up and fair play, but I don't know, it left a bad taste in my mouth anyway. Um, but yeah, that, that's probably what it is, Jimmy. There's probably no uh, no some sort of transition for them whereby they could still keep paying some of the wages they were on. Because uh, players like Adam, Ro- Adam Rooney in non-league, 
he was on, I'm sure it was on about, it could have been about five, it might have been about five grand a week. Um, Didn't he move from Aberdeen? Yeah. Yeah. He was like one of the top scorers for Aberdeen and he went to Salford in, in the National League. Four grand a week, apparently. Yeah, which is absolutely ridiculous. That's that's a farce for the National League, so... He's now well, when, Paul Moores, so I don't know what's happened there. When I had Will Hayes on the other week, he said um, when he retired from playing professionally um, and then went to non-league like a year or two later, he said he couldn't believe the amount of money that was actually in non-league. So I thought it was all just part-time and like Thursday night training, Saturday games and... I think that the was, National League the National League's been an extension of the Football League, I think, for a couple of seasons. Mm. Will said there was a lad that he played with it wherever wherever he is now that has done ten years in non league and he's had the opportunity to go professional. But with playing football part time and working his full time job, no professional club could offer him more money than what he was earning doing that. Yeah. I mean so I think it's only Charlie that play in the National League. They're they're the only part time yeah. Uh, club, so all the rest of them are all full time, so they're earning enough money to uh, play 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 full time. Surely, when they had them to go down as well before. Yeah, was... AFC filed. Uh, they were stuck in bottom money. Yeah, yeah, which is a they were in the uh, FA FA Trophy final as well last season. So that's a they're big in the, big drop. In the playoffs were next season. Salford beat them. Yeah, yeah, and then I think you got yeah. Barrow Barrow at top, aren't they? Yeah. Well, they're yeah. Barrow coming up, aren't they, regardless? Because of, because of the Berry situation. Because of the Berry situation, yeah. Yeah. So, Barrow will get promoted, and it might be Harrogate as the um, the second-place team. So, two clubs that haven't been in the Football League for a long time. But, yeah. Ollie, just what you mentioned just then about Leeds and like them paying 40 grand, it'll, it'll go on percentage of turnover, surely, if they do yeah. put a salary cap in place. They might, they might have to put a specific salary cap in place for League 1 and League 2. They were on about yeah. 1,900 quid, weren't they, for League 2? But even mm-hmm. that's... There'll be players in League 2 now that are on well in excess of that. If you put a salary cap in terms of turnover, would that not hinder us more? Because we already pay more than our turnover in wages. So does most of the league. Is it 16 out of the 24 yeah. I think, I think we're I think we're above average, though. Are we about £143 for every £100 yeah. Um, yeah. on wages? So I don't, the league I don't know average how... is 120 yeah, I don't know how it would work for us. Um, I, think, I think in general, like football's got a cut back. So yeah. the, the wages and the salaries that are getting thrown about at the minute, they're not going to be there after all this is is, is gone. You know, it's yeah. it's going to be a different landscape in terms of football. And there's right there's going to be so much change after this. I, I, I don't I don't think people will be able to guess half of it. Mm. Um, well, so, go on, Ali. Uh, just going to say that BBC have just posted up saying a growing number of Premier League clubs are open to playing the remaining fixtures at neutral venues, but with the threat of relegation removed. What's well, the point then? Yeah, it, it, all, it all comes down to money. There's no, in, I don't think there's any integrity from any other clubs. To be honest, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to the way out of this because there's so many different alternatives. Every single every single option is going to have as many people against it as people yeah. for it. So yeah, it's it's an, it's an impossible situation. But I can't see any football being played for at least a couple of months. No, I was I was going to say so. Say say what happens is what we spoke about at, at championship level. The pardon me, 
they they do the playoffs as we mentioned over one leg and then the final they cancel the rest of the league whatever happens at the Premier League happens whether that just gets cancelled or they play the games at neutral venues how do you see next season going when when do you think it would be do you think we're, we're nowhere near it yet like what, what no do I don't think, don't think I, I think I think we're months off I think we're we're months off so do you think in that case do you think it could be feasible to see maybe a summer season played no, I think it'll end up well. You've got the Euros, haven't you? That's the issue. Yeah, yeah. Got the Euros in twenty-one. Yeah, the, the Euro twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty-one. Yeah, there's no way out of this. Football just needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like so so unrealistic to see it be to see next season starting when it's supposed to. I mean, just because I just how starting until there's a vaccine. Yeah, well, yeah, and that could take years, so... It's not, not going to be in this year. No. Um, yeah, I mean... Until, it, is that until football returns, or is that until fans return Until Until fans return. And I can't see yeah. League 1 and League 2 playing before fans return. I just don't see how it happens. Well, they'll, they'll get the money, though, won't they? They'll, they'll get their TV money. Now, they, they might need an increase on the TV money. Yeah. Because you know, at the minute, they get 12% and 8%. Yeah. In terms of the TV deal, and it's it works out at peanuts. Yeah, it's the best did, way to did it. Peter Ridsdale say it was like one point two for each club in League One and a million or eight hundred k for League Two clubs. It's peanuts in, in, in the grand scheme of things. But if that ticks them over till fans return in January, February, whenever that is, I think yeah. it's January twenty twenty one. And you know, looking at proposals that are out there about you know Ireland, for example. A, a, it's mass gatherings under 500 people from August. It's not going to happen here. I, I, I think no. we're months behind, and, and we are 20 times the size of, of Ireland anyway in terms of population. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, um, it, if it, if needs be to short, if we needed a shorter season, personally, I'd scrap all the domestic cup competitions, FA Cup League. I'd just scrap them all and try and pack the, the normal league games into if we need that's if we needed to say if we had a shorter space of time that's one way of doing it and just playing like um, Saturday, Tuesday for the uh, league games um, I just I just can't I just don't see I, I can I can see it being disruptive for years Yeah how, however next season comes about is going to have a knock on for the following season isn't it yeah. at least Would yeah. you Controversially, would you scrap the 2020 to 21 season off if it can't be started by December? Yeah. Scrap the season and play. You know, the, the, the Premier League can play lucrative friendlies. We can, you might play a regional league or you can do something just to keep, keep the status quo. I don't um, know what that would mean for League One and League Two clubs and Championship clubs, though. I just have to. That's the worry, yeah. I don't see how they can keep on paying wages just for the into the distant future. I just don't see how it works. I think with a lot of League One and League Two clubs as well, a lot of their players are out of contract in the summer. From July the 1st, they can join who they want. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the, the one about, is it Accrington will only have eight senior pros from 1st of July? Morecambe are always yeah. in that situation as well. Yeah, and mm. that's, the, that's the nature of... The, the lower leagues especially the, a lot of players sign one and two year contracts two yeah. years is if they're, they're absolutely mustered and they can make a bit of money on it but a, a, a one year deal is 
pretty much the norm in those sort of leagues. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of clubs that won't actually have any pros. So it's yeah. like, it, it, I think wages-wise, it'll be mainly backroom staff, you know, yeah. those sort but of people that will have to when, continue to be paid. But When you get to the stage where, say, 30 clubs in League One and Two have less than double figures in terms of professionals, I don't get how you restart a league then. Yeah. It's going to be so difficult. I just don't think there's going to be a satisfactory outcome to any of it. And the smaller clubs are naturally going to lose out the most and the bigger clubs will be fine. Yeah. Well, there's the potential as well for some bigger clubs in the Championship with all the other financial issues that they've got going on to potentially be in trouble as well. We look at Derby. What's their deferral? Is it 25%? 50% some of them? They've got enough Jeff Wednesday as well. Yeah. Uh, the, the hearing's been moved, hasn't it? The, the hearing's been moved to June, hasn't it? Or is yeah. it end of May, something like that? Yeah. Well, I we've got it, we've got it, Kieran Maguire coming on in a couple of weeks, so I suppose we can can chat more mm-hmm. along these lines with uh, with Kieran when he when he comes on the pod. All his old lecture. By then, mate, everything could have changed again. You know, yeah, like, true. It's, it's just it's so fluid, and I, I suppose just got. To, go with the flow really and as long as they make the right decision for the players the referee everyone's forgot about the referees yeah. you could get the you could get the PGMOL who just turn around and say no we're not we're not supplying the referees that we're not putting them at risk and then, no, no, no referee no game it's like yeah. mm-hmm. all it takes is one one player to get it and then we're back to square one again yeah. you remember yeah. The games were going to go ahead and everyone was going to go to the games until it came out that Arteta had tested positive. Yeah. And then the next morning, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. That Thursday night. Yeah. yeah. yeah we're going we to go had ahead. a mini if, our, if, <laughs> if Arteta's case hadn't been confirmed, they would have gone ahead, gone ahead with it. Yeah. 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 Madness when you think about it now. Absolutely. I think if that had have happened as well, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be talking about a possible return of football in in two or three months' time. We'd be looking um, well was into that, was that a football after. was that a football decision as well? It wasn't even a government decision, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was a football football decision. Yeah, it was the leagues, yeah. wasn't it themselves? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that right. was a late call. So uh, yeah, it was because it was late. Was it late on the Friday night? Yeah, I think it, was, it was Thursday or Friday, wasn't it? It was late. Thursday night morning. Thursday night Arteta's case was confirmed because I went on the radio at half ten it was announced like five minutes earlier so I was having to yeah. talk on the radio about bloody coronavirus like I know anything about <laughs> and I was like I've, I've no idea what's going on anymore yeah I remember where I was I was in Blackpool when it got called off at half ten the Friday morning and I was like okay we know it's off but then the I National think... League still played eight games didn't they or something like yeah, that yeah absolutely because everyone was going to local little uh, little Reagan, stadiums that Reagan weekend all that, weren't they? Yeah, yeah crazy crazy when you think about it now yeah um, well unless anyone else has got anything to add boys I think we'll we'll wrap it up yep sound yeah. we'll yeah, nice one. Be safe. brilliant cheers lads thank you very much bye guys bye